you could punch your friend's anxieties right in the face with a sword? <laughs> Try Persona. It's part two of our first week, and oh boy, every day's great. Because when supernatural trauma occurs, when people first encounter the weirdest possible thing that can never happen, but it does happen, mm -hmm. in like in real life, most people's response when you see something spooky is to go, nah, <laughs> nah, like in story. And, and this is one of those like, uh, like, oh, this isn't a sci-fi story kind of things almost. But mm -hmm. like you can go when you're watching like a horror movie, you're like, don't do that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're stupid and like, but a lot of times it is kind of a tropey thing that people go like, Oh, that can't have happened. Yeah. That cannot have happened. I don't know what I just saw, but it wasn't that. It wasn't what I think it is. So I'm going to not think about it anymore. I'm going to go to sleep for a I'm minute. I'm going to go to sleep and think about that in the morning. Persona does a good job, I think, of always having its characters act like sort of like real people about it. Yeah. And also doesn't allow them to waffle too much. Right. It's just enough. We see that they're waffling. We've got it. Then we move on. There's no scully in this story so far yeah who keeps seeing supernatural things and then trying to justify it elsewise yeah uh, it's it just like, wouldn't be fun no it wouldn't be fun it's been the next couple days everybody kind of going did you see something never mind never mind never mind did you watch the midnight channel never never mind never mind i i didn't i didn't i didn't see it i i did but i didn't yeah like don't worry about no, it don't worry about it. listen you know what let's talk about it later yeah the, the next morning april 14th welcome to April 14th. Welcome to April 14th. This is when we meet Miss Sofue, the history oh, teacher. my lord. <laughs> when this lady shows up wearing a, a sphinx hat and a, yeah. like a Tutankhamun hat and holding a scepter, or what is she holding? <laughs> She's holding like the crook. Like yeah, the, the Egyptian crook. crook. Yeah. I, 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 that, was, that was it for me. Imagine if your history teacher was in cosplay as their subject all the time. God, I would love that. How cool would that be? Several things happened at once. I did the like, am I really seeing this? This can't be real. That's like a, this is like a dream still. <laughs> this is a persona monster that's coming at me. Like, I don't know what's happening. And then, oh no, it is real. Is this bad? Is it like culturally problematic to be wearing a sphinx hat? Or, or like a, like a, a pharaoh hat? Yeah. And even me saying a sphinx hat. I'm, God, I'm the worst. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They're all, yeah. The, yeah, they're all wearing it. Yeah. Um, but but is, is that bad? And then it's like, no, this is a history class. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a funny quirk to be like, and now we're in Egypt and I'm going to associate, we'll just add this little bit of flavor to kind of tie it together in your head and keep the imagery going. It would have been I great. It. it would be great if she changed costumes a lot. <gasps> I was going to ask, but, but she, she doesn't. doesn't. Okay. No, she's, she's always in this outfit. You, no matter what you're talking about. No matter now, what. That's, that's a different thing, but I like her very much. <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. And we have a cute conversation with Chie under an umbrella in the rain, which oh, is yeah. very cute. Yeah. We chose to say, when she's like, I'm going to run on ahead. And we were like, I'll race you. I'll race you. And she's like, well, no, the point, the point was not to race and both get wet i just didn't want it to okay 
never mind. I'll, we'll just go together. It was really cute, was actually. Cute. I really liked that exchange. I love the decision to play Avery as someone who's down for whatever. Yeah. And so this sounds like a fun idea. And so Avery's like, yeah, let's yeah. let's run in the rain. Yeah. I like that too. And I love Chie. Like she, uh, she's my favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she, uh, not that I need to have a favorite. No, I like Kira. But, I, but she's like, she cracks me up. She's the kind of the most positive of them, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. You know, pretty much every little thing she does is magic. Every little, for, I was about to say, yeah. um, for me. But every uh, little thing she kicks is magic. <laughs> every, every flip she does just turns me on. <laughs> every DVD she breaks is tragic. <laughs> Actually, it's Yosuke who breaks them. <laughs> So they don't believe us when we say we put our hand into a TV. Right. They either think we're joking or are just confused. You can tell they're still a little weirded out by our whole deal. Yes. So when we say that, they aren't sure whether we're joking or like, what? Which, you're still new and who are you and are you? Okay, is this where we find out you're a pathological liar? Yes. Uh, Yeah. But they did take it very gently Mm -hmm. and are, oh yeah, (laughs) going into the TVs. I guess we should probably go to Juness where there are giant TVs and try to get into that one. Yep. so we go to Juness and, and Yosuke and, well, and Chie both push on the TV and right. it doesn't do anything. And they're both like, ha ha ha, I guess it doesn't work. Guess that, guess it, guess it just doesn't work. Yep. And then they walk away <laughs> and we stick our hand in the TV and immediately it works. Yep. <laughs> and you're kind of like, um, hey guys. And they're like, what the? <laughs> so our hands in the giant TV, uh, they start freaking out about it. Right. Yosuke really has to use the restroom. He says, like, I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. <laughs> I keep forgetting to pee. <laughs> <laughs> he starts running in circles in order to not pee and accidentally hits, runs into both of you. Yes. Pushing you both into the television yes. in the most, like, anime bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> Pushes you both in the television and all three of you fall. Whoa! And into this like cool transition, mm-hmm. I really like the TV world transition where all these screens are coming at you and rotating. Mm-hmm. I'm into that, and the sound is like <laughs> it's very effective. I find mm-hmm. it very like I'm like it gets me every time for some reason. It's, yeah, it's sort of like oh shit, here we go. Yeah, I like it. It did for me too. Yeah. You land in what looks kind of like a movie studio. Yeah. And on the ground, there are all of these like body drawn lines, like where somebody might have landed. Oh. There's like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, I, I know I registered them, but I didn't think what it even meant. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yep. It's, all, it's like it's like in a crime scene where they draw yeah. around a body. There's a whole bunch of those all over the ground. Oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. I totally misread. I like I was reading the whole thing as like a game show. And mm-hmm. so I think I incorporated those people pictures as like symbols related to like jumping or running or something like this is i don't know what game show this is but it's something but okay Mm -hmm. yeah it's a crime scene whoops yeah (laughs) and there's really heavy fog everywhere yeah the trio decide that they are going to explore this world and try to find a way out yeah so they wander around and they end up in a room covered in posters with the face of a woman scratched out yeah and a chair under a noose yeah made out of a red handkerchief hanging from the ceiling it's very creepy and yosuke immediately pees he tries to pee yeah he tries to pee he goes (laughs) to the corner to try to pee in the middle of this room that has a bed and a chair in it unbelievable somebody has obviously been in yeah yosuke has like a serial killer sense and he's like oh this is a serial killer's house i should make I should really make it smell like pee, probably. I should be here. <laughs> He's just like, if I don't, I'm going to explode. <laughs> and then he can't anyway. 
So he says, if I explode, it's y'all's fault. Yeah, exactly. We recognize the poster as being the face of the famous woman that Taro Namatame was married to. Yeah. So not the one who died, but the person he was married to right. has her face scratched out in all of these posters. Yes, yes. And we don't really know what's going on in this room. It just is like spooky and weird. Retroactively thinking back on this, that, okay, so this is where Yamano the the announcer mm-hmm. fell into the t- or was pushed into the TV world and was trapped. Yeah. And so she was in this room and her conflict involved like whoever her like persona demon was or whatever. She's like scratching out the face of of her her lover's wife mm-hmm. and then uh, hangs herself. Yeah. Look. Well, we're not sure if she hangs herself, but it could right. be Right. Okay, sure. A a part of this could be about her cognition, like her mind wrestling with the possibility of suicide got it the reason this is such a big deal Mm -hmm. is because everyone loves taro namatame's wife yes everybody loves this idol yeah and so the story that has been created now is that she is this terrible person who has ruined the relationship of this famous idol right and so she is now having to deal with like maybe she just was in love with taro namatame and like right honestly this is probably his fault to begin with it's almost always the fault of the person who's in the relationship yeah this kind of thing goes breaks bad yep she is in a situation where her career is probably ruined because everybody loves this woman. Yep. Uh, and it might not even be a an anger directed specifically at this person, yeah. but at the image of her. This, right. This poster. This, right, right. But when we're there for the first time, we don't have any of this context. It's really. just a creepy And they're room. just like, who is this? Who, yeah. What are these posters? And then they see it later and, and recognize it. But So they meet Teddy, who is a bear suit. A big balloon bear mm-hmm. who is hollow on the inside. Yes. And has a zipper around his head that doesn't actually have to be unzipped. You can just pop it off. It uh, looks like <laughs> a suit someone would wear to be a mascot. Yeah. But there's nobody inside and the suit's face moves around. Yep. So mm-hmm. it, the, the suit itself, the mascot character yeah. is the thing. Yep. And it's very, very interesting that there is a like in the middle of this weird world that seems kind of like a TV thing with all this weird fog. Yeah. There's this character who's just this cute animal just a cute animal mm-hmm. but he says he's the only one who lives there yeah he does not know like exactly who he is he doesn't really know what's going on there when asked to reflect on his origins and history he sort of t- draws a blank and gets troubled by that he gets really stressed out yeah he's like, i don't know what that means mm-hmm. i don't what do you and, and they were like was anybody filming here and he's like i don't know what filming is which what is, is funny because he knows like most english yeah but what is filming <laughs> what is a tv program mm-hmm. what are these things so it's almost like those are like he's so much a part of that that yeah. it, that he can't know what it is yeah in any case they meet him and he suspects that they are the ones who are doing like doing the murders mm-hmm. uh uh and that comes up more later i think but then eventually he's like you got to get out of here this place isn't made for you yeah and then creates for them a stack of three tvs and pushes them through and that mm-hmm. gets them back so yosuke declares they should pretend this didn't happen until they have a chance to figure it out and talk about it more yeah so they go home yep. like normal kids we find out at home that night dojima tells us that saki konishi has disappeared right so Saki Kanishi, the person who we met uh, at Juness, yeah. who mm-hmm. was kind of chill and funny, yeah, who is the child of the liquor store, mm-hmm. yep. She has, after appearing on the Midnight Channel, completely disappeared. I hate this. I hated this. And this this really made me. I I I, I was like having a hard time proceeding with the game because I was like, no, no, 
it can't be Saki. No, thank you. Even though we yeah. don't know her, I don't have any you know special connection to her. It's just like, oh no, no, not another person should die. Yes. And it felt very fast to be introduced to this person who you have some tangential connection to, mm-hmm. and to have her disappear. It was like, oh, this is getting very bad very fast. It was extra powerful because so far, how little you know everybody. Yeah. Her introduction seemed just like everybody else's exactly in a sense where she could have been about to be one of your party members you have almost as much information about her as you do about chie at yeah. this point mm-hmm. Ugh, yuck and also this is someone you've had a chance to meet whereas the people the, the famous people who are having this affair and so forth they're removed to a certain extent it's like not that it's not bad it's not directly related and now you are absolutely personally involved up to that point it also wasn't clear whether all those news stories were just like flavor like exactly flavor in the background of the game so to to the point where i almost like i was listening to them at the beginning but it's sort of there's so much stuff happening at the beginning that this is just one of many things that's happening and you don't really yeah. pay that much attention to it which i think is masterful it's cool. yeah it's great A couple of things happen at once this next morning. Mm-hmm. We have trouble right here in Anamba City, and another dead body appears. Yeah. And it tur- this one is Saki Konishi, and instead of a TV antenna, she's hanging from a telephone wire. Yeah. Miss Sofue holds an assembly along with the principal. Right. Miss Sofue mm-hmm. is at this very serious assembly, also wearing her attire still, the yeah. like pharaoh hat. Mm-hmm. And the principal is the judge from Phoenix Wright. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> old Gandalf principal. Like. <laughs> And and even though you just touched on it, I think it's funny to note that when Saki died, you said, this fucking sucks, this video game sucks, which yeah. I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, when they announced it, I was really mad. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things I don't really connect with mm-hmm. um, in, in this life. Uh, one of them is most anime. And another thing is like detective dramas. Like I, I think that it's a cultural problem that we spend so much time mm-hmm. in stories of murder and police. Like, I think that's actually bad for us. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and, I, and I, I have a hard time getting into that. There are a lot of things about this story that suggest to me I would not like it, mm-hmm. but I'm immediately invested. Yeah. Like, I, it is good. I do like it. And this was the point where I went, oh no, I like this game and it's hurting me. <laughs> I like the story and I don't like being inside it anymore, but I'm definitely going to keep going and finding mm-hmm. out and oh my god, what else is it going to do to me? Yes. Which is not a good feeling except that it is kind of the feeling you want when you get hooked in a story. It's like, <laughs> "Oh no. What what how else will you hurt me?" Oh no, this matters to me a lot. Oh no, I care. I don't want to care. So we make a couple of connections yeah. very quickly. Yep. They are one we saw Saki on the TV. Yep. And then she died. Yep. Ooh, there's another little tidbit that I don't know if you noticed, but there's a kid in the background in the school at one point who says, like, I was watching the Midnight Channel and I saw that Mayumi Yamano announcer guy. Does that mean she's my soulmate? So oh, we right. also know that she was on the TV. And that, um, that was the, like, Ringu girl from the first, like, the first thing that you saw? Like, the very first night, even? The like, f- like, don't we see, the, there's, like, we've we, now seen two shadowy figures? No, or we, we've only, only seen one. Saki. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. Mayumi Yamano, we only know she was on the TV because a kid in the background mentions it. I thought we saw... Okay, anyway. Yeah, all right. Uh, the first time huh. we see is her because she's like rotating around a pole or something. Okay. So one of the characters says, people we see on the TV die, maybe? Yeah. Um, oh, another touch is that Saki had been had an interview on the television that night before, too. Right. Um, the night before she appeared on the Midnight Channel, she appeared on TV in an interview. Yeah, about, like, she's the, she's the one who found Yamano's body. Oh, yeah. So, they, so they ask her, and they obscure her, like, face and voice, but it's obviously her. So, so far, both of these people were on the news, and then on the Midnight Channel, and then they died. 
Yes. That's the only tie we have, and Yosuke puts that together pretty quick. Yep. And Yosuke, who felt specifically attached to Saki because he had spent the most time with her, yeah. realizes, if we saw this in the Midnight Channel, and the Midnight Channel gave you that power, there might be some connection between that TV world and her death. Yep. So we need to investigate it, because that's just the right thing to do, because the police don't have this piece of information that we have. Yeah. Um, and he's also grieving. Yes. And he may not have been that close to her he may be doing a little bit of like oh no but i could have loved her or i did love her or something you know which we get into which we get into Mm -hmm. and so but it's 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 a very emotionally complex thing immediately yes but he's like we gotta go in there and i'm gonna do it are you coming with me Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah all right (laughs) and yosuke makes it clear he says i tried the tv thing this time and it worked for me right so i will just go in there (laughs) somehow this is passed to me as well like Mm -hmm. now that i've crossed this barrier i can go in so Mm -hmm. so you're either coming with me or i'm going in alone yeah which (laughs) duh (laughs) we make a deal with teddy that we will help find the killer he thinks someone is pushing people in and that that is disrupting the stability of his world yeah so teddy asks us to find the killer which we were already doing he gives us a, a Two pairs of glasses that make the fog lift. Polarized glasses. And we can see very clearly now Mm -hmm. what the world looks like. Yep. At least in theme. It's a mask, right? It's a thing that you're putting on your face to see. Um, Right. I thought a little bit about that in terms of Persona 5. They have these masks. Mm -hmm. so, so, So is that a thing in Persona? Not exactly, but... Personas are specifically mentioned, even in this game, yes, very right. soon, as like a mask that you wear to survive. That's super interesting. Yeah, okay. So the glasses themselves are definitely like part of that motif, mm-hmm. but it's not it's as not direct. direct. Yeah. yeah, got it. He gives us glasses and we follow him, his nose, yep. to where he knows that Saki Kanishi got dropped. Right. On our way there, we start to realize that the shadow world looks a lot like the shopping district of Inaba. Yeah. Um, Inaba. 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 Which he explains is because the shadow world, the TV world, forms itself around the perception of reality of the person that ends up there. Yeah, and they phrase that in a weird way that felt kind of... There are parts of this game that feel weirdly translated to me, maybe. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of repetition right at this moment where they're like, so you're saying this is the reality of the person who's here? Yeah. Or the person who comes to this place brings its reality they say this weird they say it like four different slightly different ways none of which mean anything exactly yeah like it all kind of it evens out i get it Mm -hmm. but that was a that was one of the only times i really went this is not perfectly written right here persona 5 learns the word cognition and it they overuse it ultimately Ah. but it's a lot more effective at getting this across okay this is this person's cognition of reality and even that's awkward. It's, it's kind of a weird way of talking about it. But it's a weird thing to describe, yeah. I guess. Basically, instead of actual reality, we are seeing someone's mental filter placed over the right. real world. But the way they say this place is that person's reality. It's not Instead, it's, it's more like when someone comes into this world, it takes the shape of their thoughts. Mm-hmm. It takes the shape of their perception mm-hmm. in, in uh, around them. So something like that. But it's hard yeah. to talk, you know, it's hard to talk about. But it's, it's also visually illustrated, so it doesn't have to be perfectly described. Yeah. So that's fine. They use perception in Persona 5 too, and that's a weird one they don't use here, really, yeah. is the term perception, which seems to they, make a lot of they sense. They seem equivalence. Like, yeah. real, the reality is now this place. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, sure, whatever. We go into the liquor store. Or we're on our way to the liquor store, we get attacked um, by shadows. Oh, right, okay. As soon as shadows come at us, yeah. Avery... His pupils freak out. Yeah. We get an anime cutscene. Uh-huh. 
and he has a card appear to appear in his hand yeah which he can crush yeah that summons the persona izanagi <sighs> the anime cutscenes are sick they're really they're really, really cool. good i get yeah. hype every time yeah an anime, like when it like it produces feelings in me I'm like, oh hell yeah, anime time! And this is a new feeling for me. You say, I'm, yeah, you say you don't like anime, but I don't. But I'm, but the, but anime is uh, as <clears throat> as Hayao Miyazaki famously said, <laughs> anime was a mistake. But <laughs> sometimes it's great. Mm-hmm. Like the, when it's good, it's real good. Mm-hmm. Culture is a mistake, but some of it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. we use our new persona to promptly destroy a couple of shadows that yep. are big balls with giant tongues flipping out of them. Speaking of Miyazaki, they look exactly like No Face. Mm-hmm. All uh, of them. Every single one is No Face. It's a goopy black blob with a mask on. Yep. And then they take a shape uh, of some other thing. Like they reform into a different type of monster, which mm-hmm. is cool. All the monsters look super cool and weird. Yeah. I like them. And we go into the liquor store and we start hearing Saki's thoughts. Yeah. Saki Konishi very quickly reveals to us through her brain. Yeah. <laughs> that the, the like leftover imprint like of her echoes mind. Echoes of her thoughts. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. That she feels kind of trapped in Inaba. She feels kind of trapped in her job. Yep. She hates. She's heard all of these people talking shit about her working at Juness and yep. how like I can't believe she would do that to her family and how yep. dare she and she also reveals that she at least on some level really doesn't like Yosuke yeah she is annoyed by him like she's really genuinely annoyed by him she yeah. doesn't like having to work at Juness she doesn't like having to work with him mm-hmm. she's she's really she gives us a very positive face yeah and then these thoughts which may or may not be 100% true like they are an aspect of her but one yeah. of the things we learn is that the shadows manifest a particular aspect of the person, not necessarily yes. the one truth. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's not really understood at this point. You feel like, oh God, I'm getting insight into what she really felt. Yes. When really this is a piece of her mm-hmm. and it's the piece she was least willing to accept about herself. Yes, but it was a, it's a strong enough message yeah. uh, where she says, I was only nice to, Yo- to Yosuke because he was the son of the manager. Yeah. That Yosuke starts to have to deal with his own anxiety yep. and nagging thoughts, which cues the creation of more shadows. Yep. A version of Yosuke appears uh, that has bright yellow eyes yeah. and has these exaggerated expressions that are all like distorted and like mean. Yeah. And starts saying, I, speaking as Yosuke, yeah. uh, and with his voice, but with an added filter of distortion over it, <laughs> yeah. starts saying, I only came here because I wanted to be a hero. And I didn't even really care that much about Saki. And I've, I've allowed my desire to be like an action hero and to make a difference and to become maybe become a big deal yeah to i've used my like closeness to saki as an excuse as an excuse um to be a hero and yosuke of course hearing this stuff starts saying like no no no, that's not true like that's not how i feel yeah and we don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. so he starts responding with like no this isn't me like why is it standing here in front of me pretending to be me right and even if it's only in front of Avery, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Because it is a it is it is absolutely the worst stuff mm. about you and the way the shadow forms we learn pretty quickly yep. is that it's the stuff about you that you have not come to terms with. Right. That you are not comfortable with the fact that you think. Right. And he tells the shadow over and over, You're not me, and at some point it snaps. Yeah. And the shadow says, Oh yeah, now I'm not. Yeah. And it seems to it's it's triggered by that active rejection mm-hmm. and then it does i yeah it does separate and go like oh yeah i'm 
okay, if I'm not you, then I'm this. Yeah. I'm this big monster. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be you, but I'm still like, I'm going to be the only one. Yes. It's just kind of like, oh, if I'm not you, then I need to kill you. Yes. And I'm going to become something greater and more powerful and weirder. The Shadow Yosuke turns into this big four-legged camo frog thing. Oh, God, yeah. With like a scary face and then a, like a body sticking out from the top of the frog that's flopping around. Yep. We use our persona abilities and our fighting abilities to defeat it. Yosuke, we get we come back down and it turns back into the little Yosuke, but it's like tired now. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything and Yosuke right. is like, yeah, how do you feel about that? Like, Right, he starts to, to say like, see, I'm better than you. You're not, yeah. And then we tell Yosuke like, it's okay. Like... This yeah, is hey, a part that's, of everybody. That's part of you, right? Exactly. And Yosuke's Yosuke comes to terms with it and says, "You're right. Like this isn't 100 percent of the way that I feel, but mm-hmm. it is a part of me that I have not been okay with, and I'm sorry that I denied you." Mm-hmm. The shadow Yosuke is happy about this, transforms into a like prettier, less monstrous version of the monster it had become. Yeah, uh, where now he's like a DJ frog you called it the cheshire elvis yeah which is really good got a big crescent moon smile that sticks out past the sides of its head uh-huh. and in like an elvis jumpsuit with uh-huh. the flared ankles and 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 wrists mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> and he gets a persona like we just did yep he's very tired now but he recognizes like yeah that was a part of me and that sucks yeah that part is great that is a really good thing and they kind of don't at least so far, mm-hmm. they don't go into super great detail about what's going on there. Yeah. But this idea of don't fight who you are. Yeah. Like, you are who you are. You have the thoughts you have. They aren't necessarily you. Like, this is this is extreme in my shit yeah. right here. Like, <laughs> I have spent most of my adult life exploring and trying to understand, uh, obviously, the way people work, but especially mm-hmm. myself and the difficulties that I've had. If you fight yourself... You can't, you, you'll be destroyed. Yes. That's tricky. That's a complicated thing because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you should just be the absolute monster that you possibly could be. Not yeah. that you are a monster, <laughs> but the, and there are things you should do differently. Like and if you're trying to do your best and you're trying to be a good person, there are still parts of you that either you might be, you might feel like you're too lazy or you might feel like you get angry and you don't want to get angry mm-hmm. or, you know, these things. But if you suppress it, if you say, well, that's not me then it still is there. It still lingers. There's still part of it buried within you mm-hmm. and it affects you and it hurts you and it makes it harder to do anything. It resonates a lot with my uh, anxiety therapy. Yeah. I, um, and I'm, uh, this is actually really cool. I'm glad that we have a venue to talk about this on the on podcast. Yeah. But I, like I went to therapy for social anxiety for a long time. Mm-hmm. I went to, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've we've done talked that about too. before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Realizing that your thoughts Everybody has thoughts all the time and stuff. Your brain is putting pieces together in orders right. constantly. And every once in a while, some of those orders that they're putting words together in or, or ideas together in are going to be stuff that you don't actually agree with. Yeah. But ignoring it in the same way that like ignoring a friend who's doing something dumb mm-hmm. doesn't fix the problem or doesn't allow right. for a change. Yep. If you ignore that part of yourself, then you aren't addressing it and you aren't adapting it into something useful. So it takes on a character of its own. And there are ways of formulating this, like the persona idea of this, like, this is an entity yeah. that lives within you. Mm-hmm. I thought at one point about how uh, there's an interview with Alan Moore in The Believer from t- 10 years ago, mm-hmm. where he talks about having conversations with demons. He's like, I have spoken with demons. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, really? And he he's doing this 
I, who knows what Alan Moore really thinks? Who cares? <laughs> but it, it's very clearly at least partly a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And what he says is... A metaphor. It's a... Yeah. If you... Metamore. Metamore. If you encounter a demon in your life, if you wake up in the bathroom after taking acid and a, and a demon is standing over you, mm-hmm. you should say, hello, what's your name? Yeah. Like, you should befriend it. Mm-hmm. Because when you initially... Con- like, the contact you have... Like, f- summarizing, demons are conceptually just the parts of ourselves we don't want to deal with yeah and the people who are most driven by their demons are the ones who fight their demons the hardest without recognizing hey that's just part of me i gotta learn to work with it yes you gotta you gotta judo move it and he says if you approach a demon with like contempt or anger it will reflect that back to you Mm -hmm. but if you say well who are you what do you do what are you good at then you can have a conversation and you might learn something and he he does this very nice thing in this interview that maybe we can that's probably online somewhere of like when you approach a stranger with contempt, you're only going to get contempt back. Yeah. If you approach yourself with contempt, guess what? <laughs> you get contempt back. If you've been trained to not be comfortable with your sexuality or with your your interests or mm-hmm. whatever, suppressing those things is b- going to hurt you. Yeah. But that all of the negative stuff of humanity, this racism and hate and anger and all of these things, these are the things that you that that like that are that come out of not working with yourself yeah and not working with others in a constructive way in therapy we talk we even cover the idea of the persona a little bit and mm. we talked about the idea of something a feeling being adaptive the phrase they use in the game is it's a mask you wear to face life's hardships yeah and so the interpretation of that at least that i have about yosuke specifically let's say is that he is taking the part of him that wants to be a hero and wants to be a big deal yeah. and realizing there are times where that is useful. Yep. Like there is a time in situations like this, the courage to like make a difference yep. and do that. Even though you might not love a hundred percent of the way you think about it, mm-hmm. you might not love like, Oh, I kind of want to be famous or like, Oh, right. I kind of want people to like me. Right. Realizing that you can use that fuel constructively right. is what, therapy is all about and it is what getting a persona is it is realizing that the parts of you you don't like can actually be used constructively yes and it's they hammer that home over and over and over and it's awesome yeah there are things which are positive and negative this doesn't mean that you can use any thought that you have to the good of humankind Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't mean that you are always right whatever you think and then so you should just go with that Mm -hmm. it means there are positive and negative ways to deal with things, but you, you're you always going to have all of it. Yeah. And just thinking, like, the, 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 the other thing I remembered playing this game was, like, this basic sort of Buddhist question of, mm-hmm. like, do you believe your thoughts? Yeah. Which is a powerful question for me. Amazing. Yeah. Being same. asked that is like, oh, oh, do I have a choice? Mm-hmm. And this sort of, like, yes, you are a complicated organism that's producing all kinds of different things. And if you believe all of it, like every thought you ever have is like, well, that's me. Mm-hmm. Then, uh-oh, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to have a hard time getting through anything. Yeah. Learning to work with that and learning to question it and go, oh, which part of me is saying that? Yeah. Which aspect of me has produced this? F- I don't like that. I don't want to be angry right now. Yeah. Why am I? Well, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you can go. You can learn to ask those questions and you learn to say, oh, I recognize you. You are this persona. Like, yeah. That's this part of me. And it has this role. Mm-hmm. It has healing spells. It has lightning spells. But I don't need to use my lightning spells during my dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. After they get the persona, Yosuke starts to wonder, like, oh, could we save people? Um, we see Yukiko on our way home, sitting around in the rain. And yep, Avery talks to Yukiko underneath this pavilion pagoda for a little bit. We find out that she's working really hard for her 
manager job yeah or just no, as the manager because her mom got sick right and she's trying not to say out loud like i'm about to become the manager she's, yeah. she's very reserved and trying to keep everything kind of hmm, mm-hmm. you don't need to know i don't really want to talk about it yeah it's but fine. she's having to leave school a lot to go to work and yeah. it's tough on her yeah and she mentions i've never left inaba like, yeah mm-hmm. which you were like there are literally trains going in and out like traveling between towns within japan yeah it's super easy for mm-hmm. the most part like if there's a train line you can go it's not like being stranded in the middle of georgia in the united states where if yeah. you don't have a car you're go- you're dead you're yeah. going to die out here like yeah ugh. and it's really frustrating japan is interconnected and you take the train there like yeah. sh- she's never gone anywhere else she stayed in that valley forever the ugh, floodplain it's rough we go back to the velvet room that night okay and find right. out that now that we've made a contract with teddy ah uh we are going to start Saving the world. Right. Teddy asks us, oh, you'll find, you're going to find out who did this or you're going to help fix this. And you can, you say like, I promise. Yeah. I promise I'll do that. And that contract is apparently enough for the velvet room. You end up in the velvet room and he says, you're going to have a lot of stuff coming at you for the next year. Yeah. Uh, Whether or not you survive it and whether or not you solve the mystery presented to you will determine the fate of your life and the world. So uh, have a good time. Yeah. And specifically says like, you may lose your future or Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, yeah. April 16th is a short oh, one. By the way, April 15th is Kayla's birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. Yeah, it was Kayla's birthday. It was a really great time. I totally neglected to even mention that. But. <laughs> well, I really think that it, the fact that it was my birthday really gave Yosuke the strength to go forward. It really helped me make it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get our first social link. On our way to school, we talk to Yosuke. Oh. We have a real chat mm-hmm. with him. And it forms a pact that creates the Magician Arcana social link. The way this game throws mechanics at you like this, it's just like... Pfft. Okay, fine. Like, if I... Ha- Again, you, I, I'm trying to imagine you playing this game with no context. Just going, yeah. okay, what? Yeah. Like, social link? Arcana? What? Are, yeah. What's happening? So, and it's this, like, opera voice starts like, oh, 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 <laughs> and a card appears, and, it, and this, like, speech happens. And I this, am like, thou, and thou art I. Yeah. A, a connection has been formed that will make you stronger. Thou <laughs> shalt be blessed when creating personas of the magician arcana. <laughs> but creating personas? Like, what are you talking yeah, about? you haven't like, even done talk- that yet. Yeah. He's talking about 14 different mechanics all at once. This will make your <laughs> relationship to Yosuke stronger, and it means personas get more experience if they have this arcana. And it mean, it's like, okay, chill for a second. Yeah, like, calm down. <laughs> The night before, everybody had looked at the TV world. Yeah. And Chie thinks that it was Yukiko that they right. saw the night before. Yeah. This makes her nervous, so she contacts Yukiko, and Yukiko's not answering her phone, Ugh. so she freaks out even more. But then Yukiko does call her back and says, hey, sorry, I was really, really busy doing Chie work. calls the, the in instead. Oh, yeah. And gets yeah. her on the phone there. Yep. And then Avery sticks his hand in the TV to see if Teddy has noticed anybody in there. Teddy bites it, and Avery almost cries. Yeah. That sweet baby boy gets bitten on the hand. There's <laughs> a bite I'm mark. I'm gonna cry. And Chie is like, oh, don't don't cry oh, it's okay <laughs> we run into jajima and adachi who talk about the case yeah the next day is april 17th on april 17th not it's it's not a weekday so nanako doesn't go to school which means she's just gonna be left alone that uh-huh. day and we like leave very sad morning this is where we've like agreed to go and like go into the tv world to look for yukiko right so this morning yukiko does disappear got it and she has vanished sometime in the night before. They don't know where she went. Yosuke brings a bunch of swords to Juness because he's like, we're going to go to the, the TV world. Right. We're going to save Yukiko this time. And I brought swords. Which ones do you want? You pick a sword. Yeah. He's like, oh, but what if I had actually had both of them instead? And, and he's just like, what about this move? What about this move? And he's just like swinging swords around in public. And a police officer sees you because, of course, police officers are everywhere right now because yeah. 
two people have died. Yep. Police officer sees you with swords, arrests both of you, and sends you to jail. You go directly to jail. Yeah. Avery does not pass go. Avery does not collect $200. <laughs> he just goes straight to jail. There's a sign in the jail that says, no drugs. Yeah, it's very good. Adachi tells us that Yukiko has disappeared now. Yeah. For real. He was just going to talk about weapons with you, but Adachi tells you, on because you pass him in the hallway, and Adachi is like... Ugh. Dajima is there. Dajima's like... This is this was dumb. I can't believe you did this dumb thing. Are during you this, this crazy- kind of are you this kind of kid? Like, yeah, yeah, really. I thought you weren't going to be like this, but maybe you are going to be like this. Whatever. You're lucky I'm here. You're lucky I'm not. You're not going to get in trouble because I work for the police. Yeah. But like, chill. Yeah. He walks away, and Adachi is like, "Hi, I'm Adachi. I, you know, I'm an assistant for yeah. Jojima." And also, yeah, that Yukiko Amagi girls disappeared and it's like got everybody really stressed out. Yeah. And we don't really know what's going on and people think maybe it's murders. And, but actually, I shouldn't say anything about that. Sorry, I forget I said that. Yeah, he's like, actually, pretend I didn't say that. And then immediately Dojima is like, what are you doing? Yeah. You dummy. Why are you talking to civvies and where's my coffee? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Avery and co go to the metal workshop and we meet Daidara, who uh, is, has this huge X scar on his face and is has this weird small business where he he just makes weapons like take a look at my art yeah old school metal worker yeah. who makes these like cool swords and lets them buy them yep um, so we get ga and we go and we find and we buy swords and, and armor mm-hmm. and she's like i know what i'm gonna get you guys get something meet me there yeah and she's like oh i have a good idea we can just hide our weapons under our clothes no one will see it then and yeah. it's like well okay it's like a great idea but it'll work yeah we go back to the velvet room and we are told that Igor's contribution to our purpose is he's going to help us fuse personas to make new ones, yeah. which is the main function of social links as well, because the ones we fuse uh, that are of a particular arcana, yeah. particular type, will get stronger based on how close your relationship is with that person. That kind of mechanic for real makes me blank out. Like, I'm I'm at a point in my life where I start reading something like that, and I'm like, I don't care about this at all. This was one of the things that really drew me to the game, yeah. because I've said before, the worst thing about Pokemon is that you can't breed two different Pokemon yeah. and make a third different Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, And Persona lets you take two weird monsters and make a third weird monster out of them, and I li- it's awesome. I like that, and I I could have gotten hooked into this mechanic more when yeah. I was younger. I, I, was, I liked that sort of, I was more interested in it, but yeah. I'm reading this right now and just going like, thank god i don't really have to do this yeah sorry guys we're basically ignoring that part of the game i don't care mm-hmm. and i'm sorry i mean it's not it's all the monsters are cool looking yeah i could as we started to go through the dungeon later i was like i could have a i could have a chill time actually playing this game on normal yeah. difficulty and fighting my way through it except mm-hmm. that i don't want to spend that much of my life doing it and yeah. that's just where i'm at yeah right now we're talking yeah we're talking about the story and stuff so we're gonna skip through some of that yeah. but we look at some of the personas and they're awesome yeah we run into a bunch of this is one of the first times we're allowed to walk around and actually just chat with people yeah and so we run into a bunch of very silly conversations we talked to everybody uh-huh and that's something that we're going to continue yeah. to do as we play the game every day especially on slow days we're going to talk to everyone in town if we can yeah so we see like a girl who talks about how her twin who's exactly like her in every way is the best person in the world do you agree and <laughs> you're like yeah and she's like that's great She's exactly like me, and she's worth praising. <laughs> we see an elementary school teacher who's just desperate to talk to somebody about murders. He's like, hey, you're almost an adult. Do you know about all these murders? This person got murdered, and this person got murdered, and somebody else disappeared. I'm just an elementary school teacher, and I'm not allowed to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go into the TV world. They see Yukiko's commercial, which is like, I'm going to score me a hot stud in my castle. Right. And Teddy is like, what's scoring a hot stud? Yeah. She's like this, and, it, and this is, she's like hosting a TV show that's like Yukiko's quest for for a, a hot a hot guy yeah. or something, and it's 
kind of creepy. It's creepy, but it's it's the thing that's really effective about it is that it seems nothing like Yukiko. Right. She is saying, I'm hunting for my prince who will save me from this world. Right. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's been... One of the only things we know about her is that she doesn't really know anything or care about dating. Yeah. And so it's clear... This is... um. It's clear that this is her persona, or this is her shadow, right? This is her shadow, but it looks just like her. So it's so a so a shadow has the capability of really impersonating yes the the their its its origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's scary. Yes. and cool. And so Yukiko, this shadow Yukiko, is running around in this dress, talking about how she needs a knight. Uh, we do our first actual dungeon crawl. We run through the dungeon for a couple floors, and we go into a room where Yukiko's waiting, and her big title card banner mm-hmm. appears in the air above her of Yukiko's hunt for a perfect prince. I love that. I, lo- I love it anytime text appears in a three-dimensional space. Yeah. That's one of my one of my aesthetics. And the characters are like, what? What? But the fact that she... There are no cameras around, mm-hmm. but it's still doing the TV thing, yes. and we get the sense of like, oh, we don't have to see the cameras for mm-hmm. there to be something broadcasting in And the implication place. that this is maybe what's popping up on the Midnight Channel. Yep. Um, we're seeing it happen, yeah. So... We also hear Yukiko's voice saying, uh, Chie is so strong. The only reason I'm able to do anything is because uh, Chie is around protecting mm-hmm. me. She's the best in the world. I can't yeah. believe how good she is. Which cues Chie's feelings about Yukiko, which are that Chie feels like she's been using Yukiko to feel strong. Oh, right. So these things that Yukiko has been saying about how strong Chie is and everything, uh-huh. Chie sees, Chie in typical anxious fashion right. interprets a compliment and flattery as an example of how Chie is being a bad person. Yep. So we hear Chie's thoughts in the form of a shadow that appears right. of her that starts saying, I don't actually care about Yukiko. I just like having somebody that needs me. Right. I use her to feel brave and everybody's always paying attention to her. So by being around her, I get attention paid to me. And like, isn't that great and awesome? And Chie, before we have a chance to really stop her or try to get her to talk out of it, yep. is, you know... Uh, no, you're not. You're not me. Blah, blah, blah. And her shadow says, uh, you're right. I'm not you. And turns into a stack of girls sitting under a banana dominatrix. Yo, this is wild. This one's... <laughs> this one's a lot. Yeah. She, yeah. She's this like big banana headed dominatrix woman on top of... There's like three or four Yukikos almost like shit, like sort of pale shadows of, of, of a Yukiko type person mm-hmm. all st- like cold, like stacked on top of each other. The bottom most one's legs are quivering side to side, supporting this weight. She's got like a giant whip fingers. Yeah. And she's just lounging on top of this, this array of, of teen women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Ugh, I can't wait to put my foot on you. Yeah, she screams all these funny things while we're fighting her. And when you defeat her, she turns into a, you know, well-designed version of a well, sweeter, cuter version of basically that. Yeah. Where she's got the same general shape. She's like 99% sneaker and 1% banana. <laughs> and so we decided to call her the banana heel. The banana heel. <laughs> which is pretty good. Yes. Um, Chia gets glasses now, too. Teddy yep. gives her some. Mm-hmm. She's very tired, so we have to leave for the night. Yeah. When we get home, Dojima asks us, are you guys involved in anything weird? Are you right. doing anything strange? Because you've been acting a little bit weird lately. Yeah. Mr. Moraoka uh, is incredibly inappropriate and asks us to come visit him at a gas station at night. Unbelievable. Where he gives us a school jersey, which is the game's way of introducing the costumes, but it just makes his character even weirder. And it's also the first time we're allowed to go out at night. And it's very specifically, Dojima says, you try to leave. And he's like, now, listen, I don't know how it is in the big city, 
but there's a lot of stuff going on right now and around here it's not cool to be wandering around at night so yeah. do not go out unless you have a good reason yeah immediately you try to go up to your room and then nanako's like phone call for you come back downstairs <laughs> it's your weird teacher who's like meet me at the gas station i have something to give you right now and it's like okay and then dojima's like okay so your homeroom teacher asked you to whatever Just, yeah all right <laughs> don't just don't get into trouble bye yeah, bye um, so you walk around we went and walked around at night we went to the we would stop by the river we stopped by the gas station and mm-hmm. moraoka's talking to it we did it we we did the exact opposite of what dojima wanted and we went everywhere first everywhere first welcome uh, to video games we saw that the general store had turned into a nightclub at night loved that um and she's she's dressed totally differently and she's like don't talk to me about my other selves yeah except when you're talking to them she's another expression of this persona idea she's like we all have lots of different faces and i don't want to hear about my other faces right now yeah (laughs) i love that during the day she kind of just looks like an old woman yeah and then at night she's this like glamorous yeah nightclub hostess yep uh, who wants your gems she wants all your gems yeah she mentions that and you're like okay and you have to kind of leave and then moraoka is talking to a student girl who's like i was literally just coming home from a study class and he's like i think i need to make sure you get home safe and it's like you're the opposite of safe yeah you're creepy and you're demanding that you walk this girl home that's scary but it doesn't give us an option to help her or do anything so we can't and we go back home basically just makes us see that and walk away and that sucks it's annoying they're just they're hammering home that he sucks the like lengths that we go to to show that like men are horrible but let them keep doing what they're doing to characterize them as horrible yeah, it, is pretty like disgu- like it's obviously disgusting i guess most people aren't like me where if i see a male, a male character i assume that i have to be worried that they're an asshole yeah we just need to keep <laughs> reinforcing that and it's it, they do a good job of making him be the bad guy like he's yeah. a bad guy mm-hmm. in in this in this story and but he's it's re- just, like repressive and yeah, awful there is a power dynamic where yes. we can't tell him off or we can't make him do something different because he's an adult and our teacher and so forth but at the same time i I don't need that yeah it sucks yeah april 18th we ask chie for her number we get the social link chariot yeah this is the last day we played yes yeah we're here we look around the school a lot that day because nothing really happens during the day but we this is the first time we can go anywhere in town so we look everywhere the english classroom is totally empty for some reason we find out that our pe teacher is teaching english based on one week in america i've been abroad for one week but that's enough to teach a class there's a lot of really good characters that we saw that i think we're just not going to talk about right now because we don't have time yeah but the end of that day we go back to the tv world uh, this time armed with a million super powerful personas because we're using New Game Plus. Yep. And we... Which I'm trying not to use. I am trying to kind of simulate the curve of power. Yeah. But we have the... We're playing on very easy. We're playing the New Game Plus. We get extra experience. We level up every two battles or every other battle. Like, yeah. And, and we did go ahead and buy some of the super powerful personas but Mm -hmm. i'm trying to use the weaker ones just to like see what they're like and see i want to know what the game feels like kind of but i don't want to spend forever in the dungeons so we go through the dungeon and we finally make it to yukiko Mm -hmm. yukiko is in a big throne room and her shadow is sitting on the throne and she's kind of kneeling at the base of these stairs like stop like why are you doing this why are you embarrassing me like yeah. this and, and she's been like, trapped in here for several days with this thing yeah it's been a couple days luckily what we did was we went straight to saving her so it's only been like one day but it could have been it could weeks. have been a week yeah you told me that the thing you're supposed to do at first and this is actually persona three right yes is literally wait until the last moment to go in and save someone that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's not that in persona 4 and i was wrong about that but no yeah, but persona 3 you wait till the like last second because it saves your maximizes your time that saved. sucks yeah what a stupid like that's stupid yeah i do not like that and the the reason why is because every day there are possible social links and you're mm-hmm. trying to optimize the thing 
fuck that. But I like, think that's why. No, you should be saving someone as fast as you possibly can. And if mm-hmm. the game wanted me to play it like that, I wouldn't do it. I think that's why they changed it in this game yeah. and made it more. You get more rewards for finishing early. Even when we play Persona Three, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, that's I fine. will. I will save a person as soon as I possibly can. You you told me that, and I was like, I'm not leaving her in the TV for a week. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. We confront Yukiko's shadow. Yep. We hear Yukiko's shadow saying, like, she wants to find somebody to save her and take her out of this place. She hates her job. She hates living there. Everything about Inaba is awful. But she can't do anything on her own, so she's ready to find somebody who will make her life happen for her. Right. And and then she calls us. She's like, you're my princes. Mm-hmm. Including Chie. And she is like, I'm a prince? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yes, you're her prince. You're saving everything. And this is the first of many times they try to play with sexuality and gender dynamics. Yeah. Uh, and I'm interested to see how the rest of them go. Yeah from your perspective but this one already it's interesting and a complicated way to talk about their friendship which i like Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good subtext to mine if you want it her shadow when she denies it because she's embarrassed about it saying all these awful things about her friends and her it turns into this giant caged bird like how's Mm -hmm. your symbolism persona yeah how's your symbolism going it's a big bird with a heart on its chest in a a big love bird of paradise in a giant cage chandelier. Yeah, it's, oh, oh it's I wonder in what... in a trap of luxury, but also responsibility, yeah, and like, it's a bird with a long neck. What do you think maybe it's doing? What does that mean? In the anime, they even hammer this home extra hard by having, like, a sequence where she's taking care of a bird in a cage that flies away. Oh, that's... And it's like, it's like, it, okay. like it wasn't already clear enough. That um, also happened in Death Note. We watched that, that, uh, um, the lady, what's her name had a bird like had a bird in a cage when she's in the apartment and yeah it's like C- come on <laughs> okay that's fine so yeah pioneering symbolism i'd never seen a cage uh, or a bird used in this way before i love it i love seeing the birth of a trope mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're really digging into the history yeah it uses a bunch of fire to attack us it can summon little prince shadows to fight you too that'll run away if they get too scared yeah and after you defeat it it turns into oracorio from the new pokemon games <laughs> <laughs> and yep. Oricorio's bale form or whatever the red one yeah, and yeah. she gets that persona and then we take her and go back home because she's exhausted yep. from being in the tv world we're told that we need to give her some time to recover and then teddy says i guess you guys aren't the bad guys which is like oh, oh you still Finally. suspected us like yeah. oh okay yeah yeah adachi comes to visit dojima at home this time right so we hang out with him we have dinner with him and adachi is like yeah that yukiko girl showed up and she doesn't remember anything about where she was or what happened where she was gone. It's weird. It seems like she really disappeared, like, from the planet yeah. for a few days. And I don't know. It seems like maybe she's lying to us, but who knows? And Dejima again is like, why, why are, are you, you talking about a murder case with these children? My children are here in the house. That's who you're talking to. <laughs> you're talking to my two children about this murder case. Um, <laughs> and Adachi's like, oh, I th- you don't talk to your family about it? I tell my family everything. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> Um, don't you mean actually like slaps him across the face at one point she's like stop it and Uh, that's the end of our week yeah we went to sleep wow (laughs) a lot of stuff this was a really really long episode and this is why we didn't do two weeks yep we had a lot to talk about we now we've laid the groundwork Mm -hmm. and either you're playing along with us or you've got the groundwork of the story we want to try to do recaps we want to do that kind of thing but we are hoping to get more into like interpretation and details and that kind of thing yeah. as the game goes on mm-hmm. as especially as it starts slowing down this yeah. first week is the most action-packed part of the whole game so yeah. after this hopefully it'll start getting a little chiller yeah thanks so much for listening we haven't really figured out our outro stuff yet yep but every day is great you know and uh <laughs> this is real time check your calendars i'm just throwing out all this stuff that we could say <laughs> um 
another week older, another week wiser. Uh, I here think, on Every Day's Great. I think we should just go. Uh, um, Persona. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Put mm-hmm. keep it. Um, keep it. Pencil keep it real. In. Keep it tight. Keep it real. Get pencil us in for next week because <laughs> mark your calendars because every day's great and, and you're, you're the, the best. best. <laughs>